This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club, because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to this latest episode of uh, the Forever Bristol City podcast. The final score at uh, in West London. I don't know what they call the ground these days, whether it's the Lionel Road Stadium or the Brentford Community Stadium, but more importantly, the result. It finished Brentford 3, Bristol City 2. Uh, a not uh, unexpected result and the margin nowhere near the horror show that some people were uh, expecting. Uh, joining me to discuss the game and a few of the things going on uh, outside of the 90 minutes are uh, Ian, uh, Dave Fevs, Mark will be joining us uh, shortly uh, as well. Uh, as we normally do, let's do a quick resume of uh, the game before we delve into the detail and the lineups. Uh, I'll start with you, Ian. Ian, it, the defeat was expected and some people were expecting a horror show and we came out of it with some uh, dignity and an improved performance, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I mean, if you if you check my uh, Twitter feed, it, it was more or less the team that I said he should play uh, because we had to counter Brentford. And for a decent part of the game, we did that. So I was glad to see us line up that way. And I was very surprised to see us uh, get the goal with an excellent free kick. But I mean, even if you took the first 10 minutes... Uh, we did more in the first 10 or 15 minutes than we did at 90 versus Derby. And, and by the way, what a great side they must be. They got Wallop 3 0 at Rotherham. I know. So I know. I, that's, that's not, Good. you know, you, if, you, if you start, when people start saying, oh, well, you know, you've got to give some credit to the opposition. Well, not when we play like we did on Saturday. So no. tonight we were a lot better. That wasn't difficult because Saturday was an incredibly low bar. Um, yeah. But we were we were better. But what it it shows it to me is that we are, uh, to use my phrase, a bang average championship team, and there are a lot of them. Yeah, um, no, so, there are this season, most definitely. And yeah. uh, so I think you can look at the, my take. You, you can look at the top three, and I think you know as it stands at the moment, take a lot of shift in them, even though it's a bad division. Dave, um, the starting lineup. Ian said that's pretty much what he predicted. It was a was it a four five one? How how did you see the lineup, and what was your um, 
brief take on the game before we delve into the detail. Yeah, I guess uh, anything between a, a four-three-three and a and a, and a four-five-one, depending on how we how we work with the ball and with, without the ball. And uh, I I thought tonight was encouraging. I don't think Brentford looked that good today. I thought we actually our, our game plan was was pretty decent, and I, and I think we we stopped them doing some of the good things that they 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 like to do. And I actually think if we hadn't perhaps squandered some good positional play, certainly in the first half, I actually thought we we could have come away with something tonight. And so I'm, I've yeah. come away I come away a little bit disappointed in in, in yeah. respects. Um, yeah. I'm not saying you know we deserve to win or anything like that. Um, we might have deserved a point. We might have deserved yeah, a point. I, 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 yeah. I think we I think we upset them tonight with the with the way we played, and they didn't have it all yeah. their own way. Unfortunately, they did have. The extra man on the pitch in the referee, who I thought was absolutely atrocious tonight. I thought yeah. he gave them every single little bit, and he didn't give us anything of the same. No, you're I, right. I think, I think he nothing. I'm not saying he cost us the result, but he had a big influence on the way that game went. I think. Yeah, Ian uh, City had the perfect start. I mean, it was um, a good. Um, I think it was Edwards who was fouled and Hunt's uh, free kick. He whipped that ball in and it was a good uh, it was a good finish by uh, Zach Viner with just uh, two minutes on the clock, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was an excellent goal and, and unusual for us to a um, put a, put a decent free kick in and and b uh, go into the lead. And I didn't realise, but that's the first time uh, this season that we've gone in the lead or under Dean Holden we've gone in the lead. And not won or drew the game. Uh, that's that right. He had an excellent record. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the first one we'd lost. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. You 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 looked at the way the game was going and you thought, mm, I can't see us hanging on to this unless we're extremely lucky. And, and unfortunately, that's the way it turned out. That's the way it goes. Um, Mark's uh, joined us. Mark, uh, we're, we're getting into the detail of the game now rather than the overview. Uh, one of the encouraging things early on, certainly for the first uh, 20 minutes, was that we saw flashes of uh, Hanno Masengo that we hadn't seen for, I'll say, 18 months. He looked really positive. And I've got to know, on 10 minutes, he created space for himself on the left and put in a shot that was weak. But an encouraging half hour from him, maybe petered out a bit in the end, but your thoughts on uh, Masenga and Awura Edwards for that matter. Yeah. I mean, Awura Edwards first. I mean, you know, you want a player that's direct, you know, youthful exuberance, but he won that free kick by turning in, into the defender. And, uh, and, and you know, he actually, he actually won it. Not uh, conned, conned the referee a bit, but it was a great way to win a free kick. But Masengo was terrific. He must have made six or seven interceptions in the first half. And he wasn't yeah. just winning the ball. He was coming away with it. I think they, he could have, they could have been a bit better. He gave the ball to Edwards. He was, he was feeding Edwards, but he wasn't getting a return pass. Mm. A lot of the times, Edwards was a little bit wasteful in possession. But I think it was the way they squeezed up on Masengo in the second half and really worked Mariapa that, that cost us the game in the end. But yeah. so in the first half, but I don't think he, he maybe he shouldn't been sacrificed because like Ian said, or maybe Bristol thought he was terrific. Gave us lots of energy. But it was yeah. really, it was the weakness of uh, 
um, of, our left of, side. I think our of Edwards and, and Man Mariapa being unbalanced, especially for the third goal. He was all yeah. over the place. Well, let's go. Let me come to uh, Dave now because uh, Brentford were obviously going to come back after we got that early goal, and uh, Godos had a shot from uh, 20 yards. Bentley uh, didn't know too much about that, did he? Him <laughs> on the leg and went out for, uh, I think, their first corner. And Pennant was close with that, wasn't he? Yeah, so good yeah. save by Benz. It was an instinctive one, wasn't it? Yeah, it got a bit of a deflection from the defender coming across, which kind of just moved it away from where he was probably going. So, yeah, it was, it was a good save. We, we, we looked a little bit uncertain from uh, corner kicks, didn't we? They had a couple of half chances off the end of it. So, Pennant should have, should have done better with one of them. Had typical kind of... Header off the, he's kind of tried to glance it too quickly and end up hitting. It went off his shoulder in the end, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then equalising goal on 26 minutes. uh, Alfie Mawson, you know, just reading some of the comments on uh, OTIB, Alfie Mawson was. was he at fault because he let Fosu in? How how did you see that equal? How did you see that equalising goal? Uh, Yeah, it was was Mawson. Was it fault? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Just going, Dave. I'll come to you on it as well, Ian. But uh, Mawson at fault. Yeah, def- definitely. You know, unfortunately, it kind of almost got the double double connection off off of him. But I, I think most most defenders will know when that ball's at that height. If you go in with your leg, you run the risk of not getting a good contact on it, and you've got to go in there and be big and strong, and you know, take the bloke with you and head it, and, and then it doesn't happen. And you know, unfortunately, it, it led to the goal. So, you know, yeah, a mistake. He's been pretty decent since he's since he's come back. In fairness, so. Uh, yeah, these things happen. And he, I'll come to you, Ian, on uh, Bentley. I mean, he had to touch the ball away in the way that he did. Otherwise, Ivan Tony would have scored. But it was clinical finish by Canos, another player that we were linked with in uh, days gone by, yes? Well, uh, I mean, Mawson tried to get in front of Fosu. Uh, Fosu, Fosu Henry, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, tried, he tried to get in front of him and take the ball. He went for it with his right foot when his left would have been better. And the minute he did that, we were open down that side. And if he found anything above an average or a poor cross, uh, they were probably going to score. Jack Hunt did his best because he smashed Tony into the back of the net, charged him in the back, which should have, would have been a penalty had the guy kicked the ball over the bar. But um, it was, it was Mawson for the first one. And I'll, I'll be honest, I know this is a bit like swearing in church, but I don't think Mawson and Callas have been great the last two games. I no. know they get put under quite a lot of pressure, but I thought they were both distinctly average tonight. Yeah, well, I'll reflect that in the markings when we uh, play our own version of play your cards right. I mean, Dave, um, sorry, Mark, start of the uh, second half. Can I just what go back great- to that goal? Quite yeah, quickly. Go what were you going to I say? noticed it, it just on the edge of the shot when Canos puts it in that Nadge is just but well, he, he's he, he's about a yard away from him. As I mean Canos did a bit right thing for a forward who followed a ball in and he yeah. had the ball into an empty net. But Nadge was about a yard away training him really, and it was a shame he uh, went on his toes to try and uh, get in you know get in front um, of that when it came off the bar. Oh, you're right. But um, Mark, start of the second half, uh, Semenya went on a good run. And then what a sublime little dummy that was by uh, Naj. And it almost set up Viner for his second goal of the game, which was saved by uh, Rea. Yeah, he hit it from the D. Uh, he hit it cleanly. We do seem to hit the ball cleanly from uh, from long range. I mean, back all Backington's shot seems to be good from long range. Yeah, and it cur- curved into the uh, the ground. To the, but, uh, but Rea got down to his left well and it went out for a corner. 
Yeah, yeah. Dave, the second goal, it was quite a, a, another lively start. I mean, it was a good game to watch, and I think you could say we definitely put in a performance which had been lacking for all of Derby and three quarters of the Huddersfield game. But the second goal, it was a finish of class, wasn't it? Again, it came from the right. Fosu getting the better of uh, Mariapa, who was a bit weak in the challenge, put in uh, I've put a wicked cross. And it was a good finish by Tony for his 20th goal of the season, wasn't it? How did you see uh, our defense, defensive inadequacies there or just a class finish or both? I think got to put that down to top striker movement. I think he's he's got Callas on his inside, hasn't he? And uh, he knows when that cross is coming and he's made sure that when Callas gives a little look across to, to see where the ball is, that's when he darts near post. That's what gives him that, well, it wasn't even half a yard, was it? But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the top finish and it always looks bad when you see it back, but I think you've got to give credit to the striker and credit to the cross. I think we perhaps could have done a little bit more defensively there. I think Masengo, if he'd have perhaps just driven back a bit harder, it might have just changed the angle that, that um, Fosu Henry was was crossing from. But that's kind of being a bit bit critical, to be honest. With you. Sometimes yeah. give, give a bit of credit to the to the goal score. It was a good it was a good strike. And um, Ian, I mean, the game was well pretty much over fifteen minutes later. Again, down that left hand side with the unbalance and uh, off form, maybe Mawson and maybe not enough covering from midfield. But it was a good run. By Fosu again, crossed the ball for Godos, hit the bar, bounced back, off of Hunt, Godos, lashed at home, 3-1. Uh, how did you see the goal, Ian? Uh, it, it highlighted what we don't do across the midfield and in defence. Um, we ball watch to a, to a player. If you look at the second goal, um, when their lad took, the, took a pass from the back, uh, the midfield player that got it was in 10 yards of space. So he got the ball, turned around and slid it out to Henry, who was in another 10 yards of space. He ran in, no one tackled him. A few people dangled a leg and, you know, but they they didn't tackle him and they didn't close him down. And it was too easy for him to get that ball in. That cross should have been stopped. Yeah. Um, and that also highlights... The fact that when the other side's in possession, we defend too narrow. It's percentages defending. You think, well, let them cross the ball and we can defend it. Now, get out there and stop it. Break the move up. Um, and, and that's three things that we've been doing continually. So ball watching, closing down, we don't get close enough. Mm. And and defending too narrow, we leave, leave way, way, way too much space on the flanks. And, and, you know, the worst game I saw for it was Norwich. I mean, their they're two wing-backs must have thought they were on a fortnight's holiday in Benidorm. Yeah. It was so easy for them to – I mean, you, they didn't need to be any good to cross the ball because they had that much time. I could have stood out there and crossed the ball. Yeah. It, it, and that – you've got to look at things like that and say, right, how do we do this better? Mm. Um, and the other side of it is obviously the not commanding midfield and defending too deep. The third goal, uh, you asked me about, very much the same. Yeah. Very much the same. We we let the ball into the box too easy. And Canos did it uh, quite a few times down the uh, right-hand side as well. So, uh, But the minute you play a right-sided centre-back at left-back, 
you've got, you've got problems. problems against a side like that. Dave, the yeah. uh, sorry, Mark, the substitutes came 18 minutes to go. Um, it was it was Naj, Masengo, and Edwards going off. Wells, Palmer, and Patterson coming on. You sort of, are you trying to save the game at three-one against them, so you bring on the experience, or do you think, well, maybe let's bring one of the youngsters on? What what were your view on the uh, substitutions and the timing of them, uh, Mark? Well, I think we need, we needed to go for it, and I mean it didn't really make a lot of difference because we couldn't seem to to hold on to the ball. In, in you know deep in Brentford's half, it just kept kept coming back, and and uh, Brentford had more chances, including one where I think uh, uh, where uh, um, Tony was able to lob, lob you know lob the try to lob uh, Bentley from ben, about from about yeah. 40, 40 yards out, but it was wide to his left. But you know, and it was only until you know the last noggins of the game, really, that the, we got that goal from from Naki Wells through through a, a mistake on their left hand side, which Semenyo took advantage of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked. Did you think? Uh, did you think, uh, Dave, that um, Naki was offside for that goal, or was he sort of played in by a deflection? I, I, I'm guessing the deflection played him onside. Um, yeah. It's interesting, just looking at the BBC website, and they've given Backinson an assist, and uh, it's quite rare for press association to to give assists or things like that. So uh, on the basis yeah. they thought Backinson played it, then he was offside, but I don't care, to be honest, because I think we get enough given against us unfairly. So take him when you can. Unfortunately, it wasn't worth any, any points. But Yeah, well, we are where we are. And Dave, you thought the referee was... Uh... A, a bit of a a bit of a homer, I think is the right term to uh, use, and not not along with that, with the commentary as well. It was everything Brentford did was great, and they were unlucky. And if we did anything, but you you thought it was a poor refereeing performance. Yeah, I thought all the little fifty fifty decisions that we didn't get for us, and and, and there were a couple on the were Edwards. I thought where where he got kind of blocked off, they got them when it happened to them. And yeah, I was really disappointed with the inconsistency of his decisions tonight. I, I swore quite a few times at, at, at the telly <laughs> with some of his, his bad decision making. Um, and I think you know they they played the ref a bit better than we did. Um, something we can we can learn from, I think. But I, I actually thought Edwards. I thought I quite liked the fact that he was a bit physical. He gave a nice kind of little yeah. forearm smash to Dallas Guard. I thought that was quite nice. And I think yeah. I think generally. We showed a bit more physicality and a bit more energy out there. You know, it probably took its toll. But I think that that typical thing, if you come out after half time, unless you kind of can get going straight away, it's almost like you need to make a sub after like 55 minutes just to kind of change the revitalize a little bit. And I think, yeah. you know, whilst it was 2 1 as well, I, I thought maybe it's a time just to change Edwards. And a bit like Mark said, I thought as bright as he was and as confident as he was. I thought he chose the wrong option too many times as well. And, and, it, yeah. and it, you know, on, on O-Tip as well, there's been a lot of people said, oh, we've got to give him a go. He's really, really bright, et cetera. And I think he is. And, you know, I've only caught glimpses of him at Grimsby. You know, great on the old skill spots, but there's a there's a question mark, certainly at, at this stage of his development in terms of when to just pass the ball, when to mm-hmm. just realise when actually taking someone on might commit some, you know, uh, commit one of your other players to have made a run, and then they you both get caught out of position. And I thought that happened a little bit. And I, I thought, yeah. you know, fifty-five yeah. minutes, he's had a really encouraging debut. Let's let's let's, let's take him off there. And I think we just left it you know, ten minutes too, too late to do that. Yeah, 
I mean, my friend Dave, the Brentford fan, uh, we were chatting, uh, the SMS in during the game, and he said, certainly based on the first half, we were one of the better uh, teams that uh, they've come up against. And he said Watford and surprisingly Bournemouth. We'll come on to Bournemouth later. Watford and Bournemouth had impressed and he, he watches all their games like we watch uh, all of ours. He said they were without five uh, of their regular players. I think there was a couple in midfield and De Silva. Um, despite that, they had more than we had. Ian, They. what is it? I mean, you said right at the beginning, Brentford, they seem more agile. They were always looking to push the ball forward. And look, we put in a performance of more energy than we've seen of late, but they were a step up. Why? How do they do it? Never mind well, their off-the-field transfer it, stuff, it, but how do they well, do if that? You, it, well, if you sit down and think about it, um, and I'll contradict myself in a minute, but um, it, it's recruitment. And they've got a pattern of play and they recruit players that can play in that pattern of play. And they don't change, um, and they're not going to play any differently over the next 20 games, or whatever's left, 19. And, and that's what they do. They recruit very well. They recruit very well from abroad and in this country. I mean, for example, finding out that Pontus Janssen had a, something like a £5 million buyout clause in his contract, they went up and got him. They still have to sell their best players. So for all the people that yeah. start crying into their tea and saying, no, you've got to realise we, we have know. to sell our best players. And Lee, Lee had to sell his best players. Well, <sighs> they had to it. sell them. Well, go back a couple of years, Ian, because there was Mepham, the centre-half, and then there was Malpai, and then there was Mawson. Ben, Mawson, um, ben Rama and uh, Ollie Watkins this yeah. summer, wasn't it? Just gone. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't wash that you know, oh we have to sell our best players. You know, they, they do well, if you're they do it more effectively, un- don't they? Yeah, if you're unsuccessful in any division, and unsuccessful means not getting out of it, or not at least making the playoffs, you will not retain your best players. And in mm. even then in some cases you still won't, because a bigger club will think, hang on, he's all right. I'll uh, I'll go and sign him. So you, I, th- I think they do that. They also, and I mean, we, we've criticised, and I'm the biggest critic of promoting the manager's assistant or promoting from within, if you want to call it that. And I appreciate their arguments for and against. But the guy that is their manager, is it Thomas Frank? He was in there yeah. running the, un- running the under... Uh, under the... Uh, <laughs> no, they, make mo- they make motorcycle stuff, don't they? Um <laughs> He uh, he was in there running the academy or the under twenty threes or their that setup, and I I know I saw a program on it. their scout, uh, I believe is in France, is, is something like a, a a retired headmaster or a retired games mm-hmm. teacher, and he he set up their scouting network over there, and that's somewhere else we've been poor. So yeah. I'm, I'm you know it, it is it is all those things. Um, and I and I think when I saw when we didn't sign a left back, that convinced me uh, about the. There's been argument about was Dean Holden an austerity pick, and there, he was. And the fact we didn't sign a left back, and the fact we're hanging on with all these contracts, I know what's coming. So. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but um, well, we've we written it off. You you said it wasn't. Yeah, we're we're holding. We've get, the season's over. I mean, we're into the realms of two points a game now to 
pretty much give or take three or well, four no, points. No, not to finish, to get, not to, to, to finish, Dave, not to finish six, we're not. We got thirty nine points, six places forty two. <laughs> All right. Well it might be different if we beat it might be different if we beat Cardiff. I mean Mark, let me come to you. Um yeah. Chris Martin out with an injury, we were told, sustained in training yesterday. Um, a hamstring. Tommy, when do those ever happen? Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> uh, Tom, Tommy Rowe, knee ligament out for two months. What yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if it was the brightest idea for him to start against Derby on Saturday on that pitch because exactly. playing on yeah, playing exactly. on, a, on a heavy pitch. What an absolute cock up! I mean, it's just a. You just can't believe the stupidity. I mean, we failed to sign a player in a transfer window. Oh, uh, well, we have, we had a, a list that's getting ever smaller, according to Dean Holden. Couldn't recruit anybody. Um, you know, we're down to our last. Our last left back uh, in Tommy Rowe, left, last left back win back because we got four other left sided, uh, left full backs injured. With, and then that happens. So we're playing right back at left back, and, and you saw what, what happened tonight. And we were, and were we not yesterday trying to tout uh, before the window shut? We we're trying to tout Masengo, who was one of the brighter players tonight, for yeah. Pedersen. Is he a left back at Birmingham? Yes. Was that. Yeah, was that a deal that somebody was trying to rustle through? I, I think we, we did. Yeah, we did. I mean, according to Gregor, we 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 asked and they they said no. I think Pedersen um, was. I think that he was he was touted as being, um, you know, a, a bright prospect when he last season when big clubs would have gone into him, and uh, I think his forms dropped a little bit this this season. So, it wasn't a bad a bad shout. But like it's always too little, too late. Why didn't we yeah. get the bit? We we we. We supposedly pride ourselves on doing our business early. Yeah, we didn't do our business early in no. the window. We signed what might be a luxury right-sided midfield player in Lansbury, who hasn't played since October, according to Ian. He really cheered me up on Radio Bristol before. Yeah, I went and he wasn't. He, but he must be injured because otherwise he'd been given a run out for the under twenty-three. I mean, it's yeah. it's, cra- it's crazy. We did this. He's with, not um, injured. He's, he's no, he's not, he's not fit. He's, he's not, not fit. Just sorry. not played it. Yeah, he's, he's not, just not he's played not any football. He hasn't played the first team game since October yeah. the first. And he's not kept himself. Model. He's not kept himself in condition. Then that's the other yeah. thing you got to say. Well, well, he's, not he's probably been. He's probably been training with Villa. But you, you, yeah. you know, if you if you've played football, the only way you get match fit is matches. Playing. Yeah, he played for the under twenty threes two weeks ago, or two and a bit weeks. Yeah, ago. we supposedly we supposedly beat other clubs. Other cl- we beat other clubs off to sign him. So you know all these other big clubs. Do you want to sign an unfit player who won't be able to play for two weeks? I'll have to think, oh, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, give him to us. Well, and the, the other thing is, no, sorry, go on, finish, Mark. The other thing is that I I remembered about Ivan Tony. You might I don't know if you remember this nerds like me. Five seasons ago, Ivan Tony couldn't get. He was a squad player in Lee Johnson's Bristol. Yeah, yeah, was, we, you don't need to say player. that, Mark. We had that. That was before we went. Oh well, I didn't know. Anybody, I just thought yeah. you were listening to me. That's why. Yeah. I mean, Liam's put on. Liam's put on here that uh, Dean has just said on uh, on on Radio Bristol in his post match interview that Joe Williams is ready to return to the first team squad, so he could be on the bench on Saturday. Well, that'll be right. Uh, so I get the party poppers needed. out. That's fantastic. Well, we should do right. Let's do uh, <laughs> let's do play your marks right. Okay, so. Um, I'm starting off. You just just say higher or lower. Don't wait for other people. I'll go on the okay. consensus. All right. So in goal, Dan Bentley let in three. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a six because he didn't really have a lot to do, did he? Other than pick the ball out the net those three times and one save. Yeah. Higher or lower yeah. than six? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. 
What? Six. Hi, oh, all right, just say agree. Um, Jack Hunt, I'm giving him a six because of the uh, assist for the goal. Higher than a Agreed. six or low? Agree? Agree. Agree. Uh, I'll do this as a pairing. Callas and Mawson, um, Ian's already alluded to this. I've given him a pair of fives there. Higher or lower than a five? I gave him both sixes. Six. Higher. I give him both sixes. I felt they both did well apart from one mistake each, really. All right. Fair enough. Bit harsh there. And therefore, I've done Mariapa as a five. It's not his fault that he's a right-footed player and on the left. You're higher or lower than a five. Agree. 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 Okay. Yeah. In the middle, in the middle, I mean, if we just take it as they went left to right or right to left or whatever, I've said Semenyo six. Higher or lower? Agree. So, agree. Yeah. I gave Naj a six as well. Yeah, agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree, yeah. Viner a six. Oh, you've got to give him a seven because he got the goal, really. Higher or lower than a seven? Won't be higher. I gave him an eight. Uh, I, thought I, thought he was, I thought he was excellent tonight. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I really yeah. did. Agree. Seven. Seven. All right. Seven. Seven and a half. I say six. You say six. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, Hanoa. I've given him a seven because that was yeah. more of the Agreed. Hanoa that we know is Agreed. out there. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, and uh, were at Edwards. A uh, lot of effort. Lack of end product. Bit of naivety. Probably looked a little bit like Semenyo did in his early games. I've given him a six, though, because it wasn't yeah, a bad, it wasn't a bad show. Yeah. yeah, agree with that. Agree. Nice bits, couple of nice crossfield passes. He knocked as well, didn't he? He so, did. Yeah. He did. He sent a great one from left to right, didn't he? In yeah. the first half, yeah. if I recall correctly. And up front, he came off the came off the right. He, he didn't play with any fear. That's what we like to see. Yeah, no, he got stuck in, and as you say, Dave, he gave one of their blokes a nice little forearm uh, smash. Dalsgaard, yeah. I think he got he got it back. He got it back in the second half. I think he tried he tried he tried to shove shove Jensen over on the left hand side, and he shoved him right back over the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, finally, Fam up front, Dave, you were critical of him in his performance at Derby. Um, I didn't think he was he did that much today. Uh, he did a couple of little things in the second half. I noticed when I was considering the marks. I've given Fam a five. Yeah, it was yeah. Seven. Okay, higher. Game was seven. I thought I thought he led the line really well tonight. Yeah. Bearing in mind we played more of a kind of four-three-three, so he was up there on his own. I thought he I thought he had a decent game tonight. If he played like that every week, I'd be more than happy. If he plays like he did at Derby, then yeah, I'd be quite glad to see him go. And if Chris Martin's out, I mean, we'll talk about Cardiff in in a wee while. Okay, I mean, guys, it's you know, it's six straight and I'm ignoring the cup because you know if you want to be positive you throw the cup games in there to make it not look quite so bad but in the league right that's six straight defeats away from home Dave why what what's happening is it I think you put up there the players are tired I mean players in all 92 clubs are tired at the moment but why why is our away, away form gone to rat shit for want of a better description um, I think generally we've not been playing well for a while and we've probably got the results we deserve in the main Away, away from home. Mm-hmm. I think that's just just the nature of it. I don't think we've been playing great. Yeah, Ian, what your thoughts? Doing? Away form? Any? Yeah, home forms picked up a little bit. Dave told me. Well, not told me. He's there to read seven two four at home, five one eight away. Any reason why the away form's gone? Because we were good in a way. We've been good away for the last three years, really, haven't we? In comparison to well, our home we've forms. we yeah, well, that's that's the key point. We've been better away than at home. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the reasons are the injuries. If you look at how we started this season, we had Weiman and Patterson in midfield, both injured. Um, Backinson then got uh, a bad migraine, then got COVID. 
Um, so that disrupted the midfield. I don't think there's any confidence down there. I don't think I think Callas is someone that will lead by example, but I don't think he's someone that's going to get older people by the by their shirt and tell them to come on. Um, so I think there are a number of things, but at the moment we've got 16 players who are either injured or unavailable. Yeah. And and that, when you look at, uh, I mean, that's, if you take the enlarged squad and that by that, I mean the academy lads that we brought in and there's eight of them never, or I think seven now, never started a first uh, uh, a Skybet Championship game. Um, if you've got that many problems, it's, I, th- I think you, you'll be struggling, uh, struggling with confidence. Uh, and I think that's a lot of it. But some of the performances, I mean, the start at Derby was almost identical to the start at Rotherham and the performances yeah. were the same. And it isn't yeah. one game. We've been bad in an awful lot of games and we've been poor in a lot yeah. of games that we've actually yeah. won. And the first one I'll give you was the first of the season when we beat Coventry. We could have easily been Three or four one down at halftime. Yeah, that, Bentley. well, ben, Dan Bentley's kept us between a few. Uh, Dan Bentley's probably earned us over the season good half a dozen points, which is the difference mm-hmm. between where we are and not looking over our shoulders with, as you say, 19 games uh, to go. Um, okay, I mean, let's we'll look to Cardiff in a minute, but what a big news. Was it big news, uh, Mark, this morning? Uh, read on the news feed, uh, Tyndall. Not the rugby playing Tyndall. Is it Tyndall at Bournemouth? Yeah, Jason Tyndall. Jason relieved of his duties. Um, his record over his last 12 games was 4-2-6. That's win, draw, lose. Uh, our manager's record, another promotion from within over the last 13 games, ignoring Cup. I ignore Cup on Bournemouth as well, by the way. 5-0-8. Was that a surprise to you, Mark Tyndall, going? Are they being, the Russians at Bournemouth being ruthless? Yeah, Russians with no love, I suppose you could say. Um, mm. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they, he's had the players. They, and they, I mean, they've and they've they've lost some. They've, you know, they've lost some silly games, including last night. But they've, they've, you know, the 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 goals have just dried up, and I mean, they brought in Jack Wilshire, and they, I mean, they dropped him, didn't they, for last night's game? Just shows yeah. you how good he is. But with the players, with the players that they, he had, they had in the squad, the owners wanted them to bounce straight back. And when it looks like they're slipping down, uh, they were ruthless in getting rid of him. I mean, uh, I think it was a strange appointment um, for them. In the first I think place, they, yeah. They, they had the ability. They're a good football inside. Uh, they still yeah. retained some decent players. Uh, brought yes, in that, uh, that, that, Dutch, that Dutch kid who won the game against us. And I thought they, they got some big, physical, strong players. Uh, and yeah. they still got. They should. They should be in the top six. I think they just slipped up, but they weren't prepared to be patient. Uh, and that's that's the thing with clubs like that. I mean, you've got to look at Watford, who changed their manager like people change their pants, don't they? I mean, they're not bothered if. if well, they, I don't if know how failing. often I don't know how often you change your underpants, <laughs> Mark. But uh, we don't need to go into this sort of thing on a family <laughs> show. No swearing today, Dave. Um, do you think uh, did, did the Bournemouth sacking? It was a sacking. Did the Bournemouth sacking surprise you? And do you think they'll be looking for a decent human? Could Eddie Howe return after nearly a year out? What do you think? Um, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think you know four defeats on the trot in the in the league, and I guess the distance to top two, which is probably what they were looking, and not you know avoid the lottery of the playoffs. 
you know that that's that gap's increased in while I guess in some respects the the gap to seventh and and the teams below including ourselves as would say it's decreased but it's uh, it it's all bunching up and it only takes another defeat and a and a win and suddenly they're out of the top six and uh, but it does seem a bit bizarre because they appointed Jonathan Woodgate as coach. Um, I well, I was going to start this week, so <laughs> gonna... it's like, what, what's all that about? It doesn't sound, you know, doesn't sound great, there, does it? No, I mean, Ian, uh, nice humans and all of that. You know, they brought in Woodgate on Monday. If I was, uh, if I was Tyndall Monday, I'd be a little bit worried. Although, if I was a Bournemouth fan, I wouldn't really want Jonathan Woodgate in charge. Your views on Tyndall going a surprise, um, an, an, an internal appointment that had failed, and do you think uh, Lampard's name is being touted around for that job? But uh, your thoughts on the sacking and who might get it? Uh, Frank Lampard's not interested, and his his wife's. Um, having another baby and he'll probably I think want to spend some quality time at home and I think he'd, it would, he'd want to go back to um, the Premier League and I think he, he might get a um, he might get a job there um, one name I saw thrown, thrown into the ring only because he lives local is Harry Redknapp um, mm. and he's I think, was he manager of Bournemouth before? I think he might have been yeah. uh, many many moons ago um, I don't think uh, Eddie Howe w- wants to um, wants to go back there. I think that's water under the bridge. So, honestly, I am giving it a lot of thought because I don't really care. Uh, but no. <laughs> I, I, I think as long as they um, keep losing, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, I mean, I think we should, whether we will or not. Um, I think we've got the opposite here. We've got we've got a guy who doesn't pull the trigger. Um. And and that can be as big a problem. I mean, I will remind you that Watford had four managers the season they got promoted, and they yeah. did stay up in the Premier League for what was it three or four seasons? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they've, I all, they've all done far better than us. Let's not kid ourselves. And, yeah. and I think that could be that we've got a guy who, you know, I think Lee Johnson got two seasons more than he should have done. And yeah. I don't think this guy should have ever got the job. And I don't think Lee Johnson should have got, got the job ever. But that's that's my opinion. Yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, look, next up it's uh, Cardiff. And, uh, and what's his name? Mick McCarthy was there watching the game behind a mask. Was that an essential journey? Because he could have sat home and watched it on Sky. But yeah. um, um, they've only got three points from their last six games. So they're not exactly flying at the moment. Dave, this is a game that we really have to win on Saturday, don't we? Yeah, I would say have to. We just need to, because we said that four-game sequence, seven points. If we win on Saturday, it'll be six, yeah? They showed our next six games, next six games coming up after Cardiff. There's some toughies in there. Must-win game from the point of view of just keeping in touch, yes? Dave? Yeah, I think so. It, it, I think it'd be a, a big boost after a, you know, a, a reasonable improved performance tonight. If we could go and win at home on on Saturday, then I think all of a sudden you've you've probably lost a couple of clubs off the off the closing pack, and you've put yourself in a, in a slightly better position. You know, it's probably a, a, full, a false dawn anyway. But you know, I'm not sure we've got the consistency to to do that. I'm sure one of the sides around us will have a run and I'm not sure we will, but hey, you know, we, we, we might do. Um, and, and, you know, the longer we're in touch, the, the better. Um, 
yeah. You know, I suppose with season ticket sales be coming out, you know, in a, in a month or so, you know, I'm not quite sure what you reckon? There, Do you it, reckon? Do you really think they're well, going to be? Well, I It'd be difficult to sell it, but I, I guess it's try and keep the fans relatively on side if we're still in touch, I think. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we were to lose the next few and end up sort of in 12th, 13th, 14th position, then I think it's going to be a very long end to the season. So I think we just need to kind of keep keep plugging away and, and whilst mm. the you know, sixth place is I mean, still... Sweet. Well, we're chasing sixth because the gap between sixth and fifth is, uh, what is it, five points? Yeah, because that's the way to look at it. And we're, you know, if you want to be positive, we're there with a clutch of clubs trying to keep hold of that sixth slot and Bournemouth a little bit. It's our goal difference, isn't it? It's it's our goal difference. Well, the goal difference is worth a point. Yeah, no, there's no one. How many times have we said that over the years? Um, Ian, uh, would you agree with Dave that you know it's a it's a must win game from the point of view of just keeping in touch, not critical to the end of season, but maintaining a playoff hope? Yeah, I think it is, and I think it's it, it's a must win game for morale. Um, mm. We've got a cup game coming up. Uh, just a little bit of an update for you: uh, Haki Adelikan is out for the rest of the season. You're joking? Um, so it's, it's, no, it's back, it's his back injury, was it? He's, he's got a mystery back injury, which, I mean, having had back injuries, you, you can, it, it can be something in your back and it could be something to do with your hamstring, sorry to say it, or your hip. Um, but, uh, and Mar- Martin it's a typical alignment is, somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's why, I mean, I always used to used to go to a chiropractor who, who would like kind of click you back into shape and bend it. But if, you, if you've done something to your hamstring, that ain't going to work. Um, Tommy Rose out for a couple of months I would guess I mean he's a tough character Rowe I would probably say I mean the season has got uh, where are we now you've got February, March and April so that's 12 weeks uh, or should we say 11 and then you've got two weeks in May so you're probably not going to see him I think one hope Easter after Easter one hope that crossed my mind was that Callum O'Dowder said he'd be fully fit um, in two weeks when he was at the um, oh Derby when he was doing this, the Derby game. So yeah. in two weeks' time, he, he could uh, play emergency left back. Um, yeah, or left, you know, well, at least he's balanced. At least he's balanced on that side, isn't he? You know, yeah, he's not you could play him, like as a, gonna... play him as a left wing back, and I think go back to three five two, and that probably gets the best out of what we got, and then you can use. Semenyo and Edwards and players like that as as impact players, or you know you can put put Semenyo up front with Jiju and use him as a bit of a battering ram at times. Uh, but yeah. you know you've got to make the you've got to make the best out of what you've got. Uh, but there's definitely there's there needs to be somebody independent go in and, and and have a look at the training, the medical side because this I I don't know of another side in this division that have got the injury problems that we've got. I, I, I think they're it's just way, way, way too much in one season. Yeah. I mean, 16 play, players out. Well, yeah, 16 players out. It was Martin, and, and, okay. it was a, just a precautionary one, Ian. I didn't catch the full interview before the game. No, he said he, he did his hamstring. They were practising set pieces and he, he, he did his hamstring. They don't know how bad it is. He's off okay. for a, a scan. So we we now know he's got to go up to, I think it's Solihull. They go for the scans. So he's up to the probably, spire. Yeah, probably yeah, up there. That's where, up there that's, where, that's, 
That's why I have my prostate uh, removed out there seven years thank, ago, nearly. Th- thank you for sharing that with us, David. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I just say anybody and, who's and, Asian, and with, and with all our listeners, wherever you may be. Exactly. No, yeah. but it's a good point. It's a good point. Anybody who's over fifty, and this yeah. is this is relevant. Have a PSA test because I had no symptoms or anything like that. And seven years ago, I had a PSA test and it was in double figures and, you know, and bang, you know, you suddenly get that specter coming up. And we don't, as blokes, we don't test things like that. But um, I can say it's a very good hospital up there. But I didn't see any footballers from uh, Bristol City when I was there. Mark, um, do you think he's going to go for... You know, the fact that he was able to bring on the likes of uh, Wells, Palmer and Patterson. Do you think we're going to see an experienced lineup against uh, the boys from the other side of the bridge on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, he, he can only, only pick what he's got available, but it'd be nice to see Patterson back in and maybe even Joe Williams on, on the bench. Um, well, he said that. He said that. Yeah. Joe, well, if, if not, if not, if not, if 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 not, then I, I, if he can get him on the bench Saturday, then you could see him starting against Sheffield United on the on uh, next Wednesday. But yeah, I think it's going to be an experienced lineup. Um, I don't like four four two. I you know I don't know what we what we play we play three five two or I, I really or four four four. Uh, free free against Cardiff. If we play on the front foot like we did at the start, I think we got a chance. You know, we got a chance of beating them. Get cross, get crosses yeah. into the box. We did that for the first time. We didn't. We weren't doing that on Saturday. And you know, go back to those last six away games. We only scored one goal in the five previous away games uh, before tonight. <laughs> and yeah. one of those, that was an own goal against Luton. And we yeah. probably we, we definitely deserved to lose to Rotherham. And uh, uh, and uh, Norwich and tonight, you know, comfortable wins for all three sides. But we, you know, we could have beaten. We we could have we could have got something out of the game against Preston and yeah. Luton. Uh, and uh, and there, there, I think there was one other that, that, that escapes me. But we just don't create don't create enough chances. The the thing I think the thing was tonight we got what had been lacking for the last one and a half games that we got a semblance of a performance. If we'd have kept up, if we'd have kept up our first half hour energy, a bit like Huddersfield again, wasn't it? You know, and if we'd have ended up losing the game three, one, three, two, even, and just had a bit more energy towards the end, I think, well, I think we're, we're not feeling too downhearted today. Somebody's just think- put on there that Twitter, Twitter's going a bit mad this evening, but I haven't looked at it. I don't think you have either, Dave. But uh, look, let's look, we've done that. We've done Cardiff. Uh, Dave, I want to, um, the transfer window has been and gone. You posted something that got a lot of traction on OTIB about our uh, esteemed chief exec uh, and what have you. <laughs> do you think, do you think, if you're Mr. Lansdowne, do you think maybe that our chief executive might be more un- under more pressure, right? For his princely salary that you you put it in the lifted it off the account, so I won't mention it, but yeah, it's half a million quid a year, which we think was just him. Do you think our chief executive is under more it is, pressure? It's just, it just him, right? I thought, yeah. So that's yeah. that's fact. Do you I think, think we, he is we, under we more pressure? Six, six. Sorry, go on. We paid. We paid six hundred odd thousand last year for our directors' remuneration, yeah. and on our accounts it says. The highest paid director was paid five hundred and something thousand and about thirteen thousand of pension contributions. Yeah, so that's um, him. We've only got four right. directors. We've got Gavin Marshall, who's the um, chief finance, finance officer. Director. We've got yeah. 
Doug Harmon, who I'm guessing is more of a non-executive director, and we've got John Boy Lansdowne. Um, so <laughs> if, 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 one, if, if it isn't Mark Ashton, if it isn't Mark Ashton, Mark Ashton's only on 100,000 most. And you can't oh, tell. Did, did, you just say, I mean, did you just say only, Dave? So, 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 he's, on, <laughs> so he's on 500 and about 530,000 he got last year. There was a big pension contribution in there as well. And yeah, if you he look was, at, he if was you... able to give his window cleaning roundup, so, so give, him, give him credit. Yeah, yeah but... Look, do you, uh, get, I think it's a lot of money for a sixteen million. Well, you said for a sixteen million turnover business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would you, say, just da- David, wouldn't what, you be saying on, if you're, what, if what you're turnover Steve business? Six, 16, sixteen million football. Director of the football side. The football side turned over sixteen million last year, and spent twenty-four million on players. Yeah, and amortisation. If you Steve Lansdowne, we brought in twenty-four million on. It's not Steve Lansdowne. He brought no, 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 I was going to say, I was just going to say, you're Steve Lansdowne, I mean, if he hadn't got on the phone already, the fans are going to think, get on the phone to, to Mark Ashton and say, look, Mark, why are, what are Brentford doing that you're not? Why are they getting well, that, let me come back to that. Let me come back to that question to, to Dave, right? So do you think, or does the panel think, that Mark Ashton is under more pressure than Dean Holden come the witching hour, which will be when the final ball of this season's kicked and a new financial landscape exists for football going forward. Dave? I think they're both under an equal amount of pressure because if the Holden appointment goes wrong, some might argue it already has, but you know I'm not quite of that, that opinion. If that goes wrong, there's no way that John Lansdowne's going to take the, the flak for it, is he? So... The only other person involved in that decision, other than Steve Lansdowne, is is Mark Ashton, and mm. so therefore I think he is under pressure. I think you've also got pressure financially from from Arajishu. You know, five point three million signing. Mm. I know his his asset value is less than that at the moment because of um, depreciation amortization, but effectively that's a when when. Mark Ashton signed that player because Mark Ashton told us last week that he was a key part of, you know, FAM coming to this club. Well, yeah. he pretty much said, we've bought FAM to either fire us to the Premier League or yeah. FAM's come here and sees it as a stepping stone and, you know, and, and effectively saying we'll get we'll get a big fee for him. So actually, you could yeah. say the expectation was to get £10 million for FAM when we moved him on. So actually to get zero from him, you could argue is worse than getting nothing from a 5.3 million. Yeah. You know, Ian, yeah. Ian will probably bleat on as well and say, and we've got Nathan Baker for three and a half, sorry, not bleat, I didn't mean it like that, Ian, but I, well, I think you're right on this. But we've got three and a half million going out the door with Nathan Baker. So that's, that's yeah. part of nine million. Jack yeah. Hunt, another 1.5, 1.6. Jamie Patterson, probably half a million. You know, well, yeah, we've, got lot, we've got a lot of... And I know, know Naki Wells has got two out. years to go on his contract, but what are we going to get for Naki Wells in two years' time? It's like we, Ian we, said. We won't sell him Ian, for a fee. He, it's like Ian said plenty of times. I mean, Tiju's got, got the uh, club, but the short and curlies, they should have put him uh, on the transfer list in the summer if he didn't sign the contracts. Because he's holds all the cards. The club, the club didn't have a leg to stand on in the transfer window because he didn't want to move. They couldn't do anything about it, so now he can. He can just wait if he hadn't already got an offer that we don't know about. He, he can let his contract run out, and that's you know he's just an employee of the club, so he can do he can do what he likes. You know he's yeah. not he's not trying on the pitch, but the club 
wasted that opportunity to, to, to try and replace him in, in the summer if they didn't get him to sign a contract and they blew yeah. it. And it's just, yeah. it's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Yeah. Ian, I mean, your, your thoughts, uh, who's under more pressure or is it equal as Dave suggests Holden or, uh, or um, Ashton come June, June the 1st. I would say marginally Holden, depending on how we, uh, how it goes over the next 19 games. Mm. Um, to get 76 points, which we I've said for a while, I think that would get you in the playoffs in sixth place. Um, it's two points a game, bar one point now, isn't it? Yeah, nineteen yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. He, need, he needs he needs eleven wins and four draws. So mm. out of nineteen games, that means he can lose. Was it lose five? Um, yeah. So you know, is it is it possible? Yeah. Is it likely? I don't think so. Um, mm. And uh, at the end of the season, we've got eleven players out of contract now. Some. I'm not worried about even slightly. I mean, the, the players include Rennie Gilmartin, Marley Watkins, who we should have never signed. Um, yep. Haki Adelikan, who we should have never signed. So that's three for a start. But some yep. of the others on there, uh, we should have made our mind up. As I kept saying about Jiju, you make your mind up with a year to go and you say, right, there's your contract. It's the best we can offer. Are you signing it? No. Right. Bring your agent in. Sit down. You're going on the list. We're sending your name round. And, and that's how it's got to work. You, you could, you've got to make up your mind about these players. And, and you can't leave it until lastminute.com and you've got 14, 15 million quids worth at our cost. That's what we paid going out the door. Uh, it's it just, I don't, unless we are going to go totally down the youth route um, next season, in which case my view is we get relegated. Um, yeah. It, it, unless you're going to go go down that route, then it, it makes sense. But it makes sense in terms of austerity if you're looking to have your wage bill. And perhaps Steve's got to the point where he said enough's enough. Um, clear this lot out and we'll bring in a lot of lads from League One who will play for a couple, a, a couple of thousand pounds a week. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You see, the thing is, he has his wage bill, didn't he? And, and, and we got relegated. Yeah. It, it's interesting because if you... I mean, maybe we go back to the old way of of uh, football management because they got enough, you know, as you say, that guy Marshall's the finance guy. So he's probably got his screw- head screwed on. And if you're looking to take cost out of the business and your chief exec is costing you half a million a year, best part of 600 probably with his pension and other expenses and not a great track record in the, uh, in the transfer market uh, of late, then – you know, do you say, all right, look, let's dispense with chief executive and get push the boat out on a manager, yeah, who has got the experience, you know, and will appease the fans? Because if you listen to what most of the fans say, they want it's having someone with experience. Now, whoever you have with experience is going to have a track record of failure somewhere, but. I don't know. That's just that's just um, that's just my view, Dave. Uh, j- just to wrap up, I mean, the, the COVID thing. You know, we hear things are getting better. You suggested that season tickets are going to be going. Yeah, uh, you know, it? <laughs> you know, well, I say a bad shout, but oh God, they couldn't be picking a worse. We we've got to end the season on a high, wanting people to go back and watch 
Bristol City, haven't we? Yeah, well, you've you're, got a you're in sales, you're in sales, David. What's the unique selling point from Mark Aston's point of view? We don't know what the situation with COVID. The club's uh, not doing very well in the league. What's his unique selling point? What's he going to? How's he going to sell it? Is be well, you know. I mean, no, I'll tell you how they're going to sell it because they're stupid. They phoned me up the other day, actually, or sent me an email the other day for the Millwall match, and they said, "Oh." Would you like to advertise on these shirt sleeves for the Millwall game? Because it's going to be on television and so many people will be watching it. So that's the little one on the sleeves. Do you know how much they wanted for that? Go on. One game. Eight short and a half thousand. Uh, short sleeve, probably. Yeah. Eight <laughs> and a half thousand quid. Right. Eight and a half thousand they wanted for that. They're living in cloud cuckoo land in this day and age. Uh, I did advertise against Manchester United uh, when it was on TV. It cost me, I think it cost me a couple of grand for that particular game. And then I did it for the balance of the season. And in the 19th and the 64th minute of each bloody game, it was like watching 200 quid go up in smoke. And the Man United game, one of my clients phoned me up and said, I bet we paid for that, didn't we? So, but... You know, and, and the other, the other thing, the other thing I thought, the other thing I offered them, as I said, look, can you where the two technical areas are? Why don't you put something on the grass? And I'll put my logo on the grass, yeah, just there. Because when the substitutions being made, yeah. you know, like they run off, and you can see the logo. I mean, I sponsored Buster Footman back in 1998, and my yeah. phone was zinging one night when it was the Bolton game, I think, when John Ward resigned the next week. But Buster was out there on the field, bending over, facing the camera. Oh, I've just seen your logo. Anyway, they had to go to the FA to get approval to have this uh, thing put between the two dugouts, right? And uh, they invited me down to the ground. This is about two years ago now. And I stood up in uh, in um, the director's box and uh, – I said, so how much is it then? And he said, 15. And I thought, hmm, 15 grand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, what are they on? But you, you said have they got a unique selling point. Right here, right now, they haven't. It's That's a busted I mean. flush as a product. Is, Would you yeah. agree with that, Ian? You know, are you? I mean, you live, you travel a long distance to come up here, right? It's an effort yeah. for, for for you. You, yeah. you've, you are you going to be? What's going to make you buy? I mean, I buy a season ticket. Well, I've got one year left. They get they're sat on five hundred quid of my money that I haven't asked for them back yet. But I mean, what are you going to do next season? What would make you buy a season ticket, or have you just given it up now? Um, I I think if we had a a, a new manager, I th- I think my view would be. If I was Stephen Lansdowne, I'd be looking at it. I'd clear out from Mark Ashton downwards. Yeah. So I'd take Mark Ashton out first. Um, then I'd, I'd take out Holden, the two coaches. I'd take out the fitness and conditioning guy. Um, and uh, and the medical, possibly the medical team. And I'd, I'd clear it out and start again. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but you'd have to but, bring in somebody in. But who... Who do you bring I'd, I'd, in? I'd, well, I mean, then you're going to have to push the boat out and get somebody like, or go and get Eddie Howe. Chris Wilder might have the sack by then, um, depending on what. I don't think Sheffield United will sack him. I think they will get relegated, and they'll keep with him on the basis that well, he got us up once, he can do it again. Um, yeah. And they they've got a good side, and I think unlike a lot of the clubs when they come down, they will hang on to the vast majority of their players. Um, yeah. So that would be that would be my take. Um, I, I don't think 
Steve will do it. I don't think he'll go for a an Allardyce or no. a um, an Eddie Howe. You don't. Um, you don't think because no, you, no, you, you could renew the Eddie Howe Jason Tyndall partnership, couldn't you? Yeah. Which well, was I, I don't think the number two makes a world of difference. I I just think mm. that that you, you, I'd like to like to have seen someone with some experience when you look at their CV for a job, and you say, well, well, where's this person been? I mean, it's only probably the UK government that has people with worse CVs. You know, yeah. what, what have you done? Well, I was I was responsible for a, a huge data breach in which customers lost <laughs> lost all their management details. Well, you you sound absolutely ideal for testing trace. Would you like a job? <laughs> and, and can you just confirm who you're married to? Oh, a Tory MP. Yeah. Well, there, and there uh, you let's go. have one major sporting event at the Cheltenham Festival when everybody's there because we're members of the Jockey Club, and ha oh, 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 we got to do that jolly hockey sticks. Yeah, yeah and Atletico <laughs> Madrid will let uh, versus Liverpool. We'll let that go. Have they got a big outbreak? Yeah. In Spain, oh yeah. How many are yeah. coming? Three and a half thousand yeah. to Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, that's okay make, then. You can make it up. You, can you make couldn't it make up. it up. But no, what I'm saying no. is, we, we need we need that clear out. I, I've had enough of. Yeah. Are you, are, you have, have you are you have happy as well, Dave? I have. I genuinely had enough, um, and, and I'm not. I'm not going to go. Um, um, I, you know, I won't get a season ticket unless something like that happens. Uh, yeah, because but, I just, it, it's just unentertaining. It's dull to watch. Um, unwatchable is a word that I don't think I'd even heard that before this no. year. But I, I've started to use it quite a bit. Tonight was better. We were we played better tonight. But I don't know whether I, that's because I'm looking at the Derby game, uh, Millwall at home, um, Birmingham two at home, two thirds of the Huddersfield two thirds of the Huddersfield game, game and yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking at a very very low bar. And saying, yeah. well, it was better than that. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'll have to sit down and have a real, yeah. real think Dave, about your, it. Dave, your, your, your thought, Dave? I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I, I think for me, it's a case of do I buy a season ticket or do I go corporate? And I know they're going to make – this was the final year of the five-year corporate deal that I had, which I have two of them, yeah? They're going to want me to roll that over next season. But I'm minded that, you know, I will be there come what may because that's what you do. Yeah, when you've been going 53 years. But I would be more likely to say, no, you're sat on 500 quid of my money from last season. I'm going to buy two season tickets and, you know, the five-year deal on the corporate based on the signed terms, it expired this year. Yeah, because you know, sure as eggs are eggs, if we had, in the unlikely event, if we had it gone up, this year would have been written off and they wouldn't have rolled it over next year. So it's all about taking our money at the moment. But Dave, would you, I mean, you're going to go down because you're local. Yeah, Ian's the only one of our little group that has a, a decent long journey to do. But, you know, are you, what, what, what's going to make you feel good come the summer on the basis that we're likely to end up at best, I think, where we are now, possibly lower? What's going to make you feel enthused? Um, I think, you know, going back <laughs> to what you just said about, <laughs> <laughs> um, about you know, he, you know, he clear, you know, clear the decks or whatever his expression was just now. And I, I think just want to reflect on that and sort of say, that's a pretty sad indictment, and I, I don't disagree with you, Mike, um, of Mark Ashton's reign since yeah. he came in officially in the end of January 2000 and 2016. Yeah. You know, to to yeah. be in a position where 
we've not been able to grow. And actually, we're at a point where actually we're talking about, you know, potentially the whole kind of out of contract players leaving. You know, yeah. I, did, I, did, I did some math, math on this. I think it frees us up about five million wages if we don't recontract any of those players and about yeah. another five million in amortization. So it's about 10, that'd be 10 million off the books. And that's and what we need to do are, because of losses anyway, it isn't is. it? it? It is. And then you think, okay, and then we might lose, say, Bentley in the summer because he might be our yeah. sellable asset. And then you think we're going to be left with not very much money unless Lansdowne is happy to take a punt next year that with the FFP losses of this year and the previous years, we've got one year to give it a go. That's that's, that's the only hope that we've got of is that Lansdowne thinks that actually I, I, yeah. I just need to give it one big year. And if not, then it's, you know, but then if he wants to do that, he's got lots of things he needs to do and he needs to probably, you know, I like Dean Holden. I, I, I think he's had a bit of a rough time of injuries or whatever, but I don't think, you know, honestly sat here, having watched it in the last two, three months, that he's the man to take us up. I don't think he's going to gain no. enough experience or, or it's the right quality. Exactly. Experience. And he's going to be, so and he's to... going to be, sorry, go on. Yeah. So I, so I think we need a new manager and that manager is going to have to come in and you probably want someone like Paul Cook. You want someone yeah. like that who's got a track record of finding gems and yeah. and bringing them and making get giving them game time and making them better and making your team better like he did at did at Wigan because you know Wigan were one place below us without their points deduction relegating them last season and that was after mm. a pretty poor start and they're you know on a fraction of the budget of what of what we are as as well so you have to go and get someone like that now you know people said you know Paul Cook wouldn't wouldn't touch us with a barge pole Paul Cook I think would crawl over broken glass to work at a team with a budget like ours so yeah. the budget we yeah, have I think I think you're right Dave. but but will I think the big sticking point is I don't think it's I still don't ever believe this view that Mark Ashton signs the players. I think the manager has a say in the in the players. I think well, our he, talent ID is crap, and that's the big problem. And we don't yeah. critically. I, I put it on a text there. We don't. We can't critically analyze it and look back and say, "So what did we do right with Adam Webster?" Because we haven't followed that up since, have we? So to me, that no, sounds a and, like a bit of a fluke. And it was fluke. interesting. And that, was a, that might sound a bit. There was a thing in Twitter today. Sorry, I forwarded it to you. There was a thing in Twitter today. I have read it, yeah. A, yeah, I put a post up, but he said, like, the, probably the biggest success we've had is Adam Webster. And he quoted, I can remember it being said that Lee Johnson said, that's the player that I want if you're going to sell um, Aidan Flint. Flint. Yeah. So that was definitely Adam Webster was somebody that Lee Johnson wanted. And he so said, was, "That's so my was, player." Yeah. So was so was Josh Brownell, and 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 for the umpteenth time, the manager Dean Holden or Lee Johnson or the head coach, whatever they're called, has final say on all incoming players. Yeah. Right. I, Mark I, I Ashton said that's true. That's true. He said it. Yeah. He said it to me. 
He said it to me personally. Lee Johnson confirmed it to me personally in face-to-face conversations. And he actually said it on the 20-man program, and he said it before, and I think he's actually fed up with saying it. And he also Mm. said when I was at a dinner and he was speaking that people need to be clear, he has absolutely nothing to do with talent identification. Apart from running a department. Yeah, I mean, but in the sense of he doesn't go and watch the player or he doesn't look at the videos or, you know, there's a team of people that do that. And I think, by the way, I think a few of them need to be looking over their shoulder as well. Yeah. Um, Who's that, Ian? Sorry? The talent talent identification people, scouts. um, All of it. I think the whole lot needs a really good reset. I mean, the budget's going to get reset. There's no doubt about that. Um, With COVID and... Sorry, yeah. and with this, and with the season ticket reduction, which there definitely will be, it will be a probably thirty percent. I'm guessing at least. Well, that's a dropping. That's a huge. That's tickets. a huge cash injection, isn't it? Come, Unless, come March, April, they're not going to have. Well, but if you if you get relegated from the championship to League One, you lose about six and a half seven million on TV money and solidarity payments. Yeah. yeah. So you need to be. You you can't be too silly about it. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think that's, that's where the, the, real, the real issue is. But at the moment, I look at it, and uh, he was asked tonight, Holden, if he's got any alternatives at left back, and he said, no, we haven't. And then very worryingly said, uh, George Nurse is a while away, and so Stephen Sessegnon. Jesus Christ! So Sessignon, oh, yeah. Sessignon so must he's be. Not on, he's got to be over. No mention. No mention of Liam yeah. Walsh either. No. No. no that, 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 Ian, so did, did you? Did either of you or and Mark for that matter? Sorry, I forgot your remark. Mm-hmm. Um, did any of you see that Keith Burt YouTube video that I stuck up last last week, which was done no. in the no, summer, I didn't. Sorry, the summer between promotion. And, and he talked yeah. specifically about what the plan was. And he talked very much about having a slim squad. Um, in fact, sorry, it was the, was it, actually, no, it was the year of the, the promotion. It was talking about having a... So summer 2014 squad, then, trim, was it? Yeah, trim, yeah. Yeah, a, a trim squad um, where they would focus on quality. And yeah. they had total belief that Joe Bryan, Wes Burns, and Bobby Reed would be the three players who would... Save them having to like go out and and it was really you know there was no core. But send us a link to that. Send us a link to that. Yeah, I will do. It was quite dour in effect, but it was it was clear. It was coherent. You knew exactly what they were trying. It wasn't full of jargon. It wasn't full of jargon. Exactly, guys. It was like that. That's when it went downhill. Yeah, guys. It's uh, well past. well, bedtime. Well, bedtime. Uh, depends what time. <laughs> depends what time. Depends what time you're listening to this. You you seem to be posting at all sorts of hours on the OTIP day, you know. But uh, well done, you. I'll probably be sat on there for another half an hour having a look. But look, it's been a great pod. I think you're taking this Saturday off, Dave, aren't you? Yes, if I, uh, I recall yeah. correctly, it's Saturday off. So it'll be uh, me Ian, and uh, and and uh, Mark and uh, another. I think Liam. Liam. Liam's asked if he can. Uh, Come on, so uh, Liam, uh, yeah, if you're still good listening, to get, get, a, get a different voice on as well. I think. Come on, come on there. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. But um, thanks Happy a lot for your uh, policy, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I stick with those that I can trust. <laughs> yeah, guys, great, great pod. Better performance. Uh, still a defeat. 
and uh, we go again on Saturday against Man. You Nick did McCarthy. just say you did um, just say that, did you, David? I did. I did just say <laughs> we go again. We go, dear, dear, again. dear God. Have a good evening. What's left of it, guys? All yeah, right. God, God bless you, best. sir. Good night. Yeah. Good All night. the best, chaps. Bye. Bye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.